Leagues north as fly the gull and knock, Point Judith watches with eye of hawk. Leagues south thy beacon flames, Montauk. Lonely and windshorn, wood forsaken, With never a tree for spring to waken, For tryst of lovers or farewells taken. Circled by waters that never freeze, Beaten by billow and swept by breeze, Lift the island of Manassees. Set at the mouth of the sound to hold, To coast lights up on its turret old, Yellow with moss and sea fog mold. Dreary the land when gust and sleet, At its doors and windows howl and beat, And winter laughs at its fires of peat. But in summertime when pool and pond, Held in the laps of valleys fond, Are blue as the glimpses of sea beyond. When the hills are sweet with briar rose, And hid in the warm soft dells unclose, Flowers the mainland rarely knows. When boats to the morning fishing go, And held to the wind and slanting low, Whitening and darkening the small sails show. Then is that lonely island fair, And the pale health seeker findeth there, The wine of life in its pleasant tear. No greener valleys the sun invite, On smoother beaches no sea birds light, no blue wave shatter to foam or white. There, circling ever their narrow range, quaint tradition and legend strange, live all unchallenged and know no change, old wives spinning their webs of tow or rocking weirdly to and fro in and out of the peat's dull glow. And old men mending their nets of twine talk together of dream and sign, talk of the lost ship, Palatine. The ship that a hundred years before, frightened deep with its goodly store, in the gales of the equinox went ashore. The eager islanders, one by one, counted the shots of her signal gun and heard the crash when she drove right on. Into the teeth of death she sped, may God forgive that hands that fed the false lights over the rocky head. Oh men and brothers, what sights were there? White upturned faces, hands stretched in prayer, where waves had pity could ye not spare. Down swooped the records like birds of prey, tearing the heart of the ship away, and the dead had never a word to say. And then, with ghastly shimmer and shine, over the rocks and the seething brine, they burned the wreck of the Palatine. In their cruel hearts, as they homeward sped, The sea and the rocks are dumb, they said, There'll be no reckoning with the dead. But the year went round, and when once more, Along their foam-white curves ashore, They heard the line storm rave and roar. Behold, again, with shimmer and shine, Over the rocks and the seething brine, The flaming wreck of the Palatine? So happily in fitter words than these, Mending their nets on their patient knees, 
they tell the legend of Manises. Nor looks, nor tones, a doubt betray. It is known to us all, they quietly say. We too have seen it in our day. Is there then no death for a word once spoken? Was never a deed but left its token? Written on tables, never broken? Do the elements subtle reflections give? Do the pictures of all the ages live on nature's infinite negative? Which, half in sport, in malice half, she shows at times with shudder or laugh, phantom and shadow and photograph? For still, on many a moonless night, from Kingston Head and from Montauk Light, the specter kindles and burns in sight. Now low and dim, now clear and higher, leaps up the terrible ghost of fire. Then, slowly sinking, the flames expire, and the wise sound skippers, though the skies be fine, reef their cells when they see the sign of the blazing wreck of the Palatine. talking and I'm not and I'm just <laughs> and then I'm talking <laughs> no but wait wait I have something for him boom you get shot down now you just fucking me aren't you <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids the weird history and eerie tales podcast on the wow <laughs> FY there's nothing wrong and welcome everybody to another episode of the Weird History Eerie Tales Podcast. I am your host, Moses Sorian. With me, as always, to my left, Achi. Sponsored by Giant Today. We're, 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 we're black, black, blocking that out. <laughs> and with, Cutting me that always, out. with me to my right is my brother, Josh. You mean the true sponsorship? Full throttle, original citrus. Let's yes, go, baby. Sir. Nah, it's Monster Energy drink. That's where the money's at, bro. You know what? I'm, I'm always just gonna say sponsored by whatever we're drinking at the moment, and I just hope they they actually sponsor. Hopefully, they're gonna give us a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they will. They will. Hopefully, they don't give a us hard a cease. Don't you ever fucking mention our names again? Here's here's money to never say that again. <laughs> oh, hey, that's a business. A win's a win. A win's a win. A win's a win. I'll take that shit. A win's a win. Speaking of winning. Right, so today we're going to be talking about real haunted ghost ships, beaches, boats, oceans, whatever you want to call it. We're going to be talking about the scary-ass ocean in general. When we often look up at the night sky and begin to wonder what danger and mystery the stars hold for us, when in reality, we should be really looking down and asking those same goddamn questions. And it's crazy to really think about the ocean, right? Like, when you just think, just close your eyes and think nope, about the ocean. Nope, it's nope. fucking scary, it's infinitely, like, it's for, fucking forever, right? No sure. But then it's even crazier to think of it as being haunted. On top of whatever you think, imagine it. Whatever you're thinking, whatever panic attack you're, 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 you're getting, just thinking about it, just think about it now being haunted. That's right. fucking insane. But when you, you know, when you take a step back and really think about it, and think about how many ships have succumbed to this wet pit of death, because that's what it is. Basically, it's just this wet pit of death. 
then it's not really that crazy to think about the ocean being haunted because that's like when you really think about it you're like yeah you know for all the fucking ships that have gone down i'm i'm not surprised i don't see more ships going down yeah more ghost ships and ghost ships they are a real thing sure most of the time when we say ghost ship is when we're talking about a ship that has been abandoned at sea right that's yeah, the general yeah. term for ghost ship a ship that's been abandoned but today when we mention ghost ships we mean it we're, we are literally talking about ships with ghosts right that's what we're gonna oh, yeah. be talking about today and it's easy to imagine ships involved during the war to be haunted as fuck but what about cruise ships? You know what I mean? There must be horror stories involving people meeting their untimely demise over some undercooked shrimps or just slipping on wet floors. I'm sure there are guests, thousands of guests on these goddamn cruise ships who have woken up in the middle of the night to see some strange shadow in their room. Hey. There has to be a haunted go a haunted cruise ship. Like there has there has to be goddamn stories. So someone did something stupid for them to fall to a death, for sure. Right? But ships and boats, you know, are not the only sea-related destinations that spirits and demons have decided, have chosen to clock in at. Smart ones have chosen beaches as their final resting place. Spirits have been known to haunt the shores of some very beautiful beaches. But it's, all, but it's not all Juneshine margaritas and Catalina wine mixers when it comes to haunted beaches. Some of these hauntings are tied to tragedies, memories of horrific war crimes that just never seem to fade. Fucking India, dude. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of India? Mortal Kombat. Curry. Mortal Kombat, okay. Curry. curry. Yeah. How about beaches? Curry? Oh. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Steph Curry. I was like, why, why are you thinking of Steph Curry? <laughs> fucking Steph Curry, bro. Warriors. I was like, he said in half the court, dude. He, he said <laughs> India, not fucking San Francisco. <laughs> You're like this guy is way off. Oh, obviously. Yeah. So, beaches, bro. We're beaches. going to be more specific. The Duma Beach in India. Ooh. Just like you stated earlier, beaches are also haunted. Now, I was hoping to see some ghost titties. Read about ghost titties. Mm -hmm. No ghost. No titties, ghost bro. titties. Not today. Not a two-piece, not a yeah. one-piece, zero-piece. Not a nude beach either. That's probably why. That's probably you ain't seen. Not a nude beach. Not a nude beach. Uh, but it's a murder beach. Oh. Well, not this one. But uh, to break this down, um, a lot of rituals, Hindu rituals, will happen at this specific beach. All right. Well, they'll right. cremate dead bodies there. I'm talking about a fuck ton. Right? A lot. And just like you said earlier, murders and stuff or dead bodies, right? They tend to linger and I don't say hot, but they'll rest in that area and in this specific ritual um if the the body that got cremated did not succeed internal satisfaction they'll return back to where they get cremated and in this case it would be at the beach to the beach beach mm. um legends say again there's two reasons why this location is high on tourism one is because of its black sand it's beautiful black sand. Oh, it's oh, that beach. That yeah. beach. Okay. And second is... Wait, is it black sand or is all the freaking ashes that they poured over well, the beach? It's oh. the black sand. And then the second reason is the history and the legends behind the black sand. Oh. Okay. And according to legends, that it's black enough due 
to all the cremations and all the ashes oh, infused okay. with the sand. Now, highly doubt that's, that's what it what is. It is. But that's there's got to be a so ton well. of cremations yeah. for that, that to fucking. That happen. theory goes out the window when you realize when you realize there's such things as high tides and low tides. Yeah, because then yeah. eventually just wash <laughs> <laughs> <swaps> it out. <laughs> bye bye. But I'm but I'm but I'm sticking with the with the creepy stories. Yeah. I'm liking the little whole creepy thing. Yeah. yeah, like it's black as of ash, human ashes. Hell yeah. And that's the main reason of tourism behind this beach, the legends behind it, and how mm. beautiful it looks. Mm, mm. But you never seen pictures of it? No, bro. I haven't. Let me see. Yeah. Do check, you guys, check it out. Check it you out. Guys, go to our Instagram, Weird History Retail Pod. You guys could see this beach. Locals around this area tell people not to go at night to this beach. Oh. And this is where all the legends and all the spooky stuff. Yeah tend to happen hell yeah the most prominent or the most felt warned is if you go at night right there's a chance that you might vanish disappear and there's been local accounts of people that would go to the night there and then to this day they still remain disappeared Right. Well, I mean, if it's anything like Archie's picture he showed us, there's cliffs everywhere. You, of yeah. course, it's at night. You don't know what the hell you. <laughs> Yo, you disappear because you fall off. You that fall cliff. off the cliff. The, the fucking tide took you off. That's yeah, it. you got ghosts. You are a ghost. And aside, like your standard spooky haunted locations, um, you'll hear whispers in the wind. Right, you'll hear your bitch. Oh, but yes. You know, you'll hear whispers. You'll see footsteps. On the sand. In the sand. Sand. Oh. Now the fact where it just, at one point, disappears. There's no more footprints. Oh, yeah. Uh, this tends to happen day and night. Um, again, the whispers, the footsteps. Uh, and the most dangerous one is the disappearances of people. But that could be a big factor. You know, this area, right? Dark as shit. Um, but some people tend to camp there as well at night. Mm. And there's a few cases where the campers would disappear. Disappear. Damn. So, um, tread lightly, y'all. And that's the prominent reason why this beach is haunted, right? Due to the Hindu, uh, the Hindu um, ritual. It's it's technically a burial ground. Mm. At, th- at this point. At this point, no. Well, at this point, that's what it is, right? right. That's where they cremate the bodies. Uh-huh. Hoping that they'll find their internal rest, and those who do not, well, legends say that wherever they got cremated, they'll return back and linger in that area. Damn, and this happened to be um, at the du- uh, the Dumont Beach. Yeah, yeah. Is Aside that- from that, fucking four point seven, dude. You should go visit. Aside from the human ashes and the haunting, it's a ten ten beach, bro. Yeah. It's clean. No one bothers you except for the spirits. Oh yeah, like night. you're good, bro. Clear water. A- any clear. Any beach beats Dogweiler. Imperial Beach. Imperial Beach is not a beach. That's why. Oh, that's that. That's the yeah, that's Dogweiler. Okay. All right, we just take all the way seven ten. Yeah. You yeah. just. You just stop at the needles. Yeah. <laughs> you stop at all the fucking needles and beer cans. Yeah. Like, why are there so... Like, there's not a tree around. Why are there so many branches on the fucking sand? Hey, there's no trees. Yep. Uh, you walk... <laughs> like, I'm... Like, if you take a step into the sand, you're gonna step on a sharp-ass fucking little tree branch, or you're gonna step on a needle. Yep. Or, like, a fucking broken Bud Light can yep. hey, bottle. Hey, hey, there's, there's bonfires, though. That's, that's what Those are the homeless people trying to stay warm. <laughs> that's the only reason why we go, though. 
because it's yeah, 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 yeah. That's the place you can stay up. The, the, stay up the latest. That is true. Yeah, yeah. And they, that's and, and enhanced why there's needles, and fucking <laughs> beer bottles, fucking everywhere. So have y'all heard about the Australian Bigfoot? No, but just like how Pokemon has all its fucking there's, uh, there's variations, variant. Australia has their own Bigfoot. Have their own Australian variant? Yeah, it says well, "Good day, mate," and then just fucks you up. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get got. That's how you get got. Hello, mate. <laughs> good bah. day. Good day, mate. <laughs> There are cryptids and kangaroos throw hands on there? Ooh, cryptids and kangaroos? That's a shirt for sure. That's a movie. That's a movie franchise. That's a part movie franchise. Hell yeah. And and, and a 10-part series for Moses. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. I'm fucking down. So the Yowie, as it's called, is this large ape-like creature that many who have encountered it have claimed to describe it to have glowing red eyes, gray fur covering its whole body, and a very pungy, sulfur, almost rotten egg type odor. So he's musty. So this motherfucker is stank. Musty as fuck. Dude. He stank. How dank is he, bro? How dank. Oh, bro. He stinks. <laughs> and those who've encountered it have seen it roaming around this location called Fraser Island. And it's located in Kagari, Australia. Fraser Island is actually a fantastic tourist destination with few resorts and an amazing scenery to going out in nature. But if you find yourself roaming around the island past sunset, who some might encounter this Yowie. There is this Australian YouTube channel called Yowie Hunters that are basically reports from witnesses who have had encounters with this Australian Bigfoot. And so they did an interview with a man who encountered the Yowie while he was camping with his homie in Fraser Island. So he and his homie were just finishing a hike and heading back to the campsite when they heard footsteps almost mimicking the pacing. Hello, mate. <laughs> Good day, mate. <laughs> a dingo ain't your baby. <laughs> that was a knife. When the man hollered, who's there? The footsteps stopped. They, they, they hear him go faster. Fuck. <laughs> like, that fucking uh, Woody video. So they... They were then introduced to this horrid, rotten smell that can only be described as rotten eggs. And when they shined the light towards the direction that they believed the footsteps were from, they saw what looked like a monkey climbing across the tree lines. Which is weird, because there's actually no monkeys in Australia. At the very least, not any of them that are native to Australia. Oh. They got no monkeys? They got no monkeys, bro. That's why they got all those goddamn spiders roaming yeah. around. Because all the spiders killed the monkeys that used to be there. You know? Oh, for real? Nah, just kidding. Oh, you, <laughs> you got us. <laughs> you, know, you, you see how fucking, how, how, you're, you, how much you believe that shit because of how fucking big these damn spiders are? Because the way you, the way you, you responded so surely. Ah! <laughs> I was like got 10 him. minutes ago, you were like, these spiders are not, you know. Yeah, they're herbivores. Or like how, how you said they're bitches. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say anything. Cut that out Yeah you're right (laughs) Bitches bro There you go So he then heard a noise And saw another monkey like figure That was peeking below from behind the bushes And he said that this one came out Looking at them standing up At about the same height as them 
and then all of a sudden jumped straight up to hang on the branch above where the other one was climbing across and it just stood there until eventually it tore down the branch to the ground when that happened a third even bigger ape like creature came out with its large well of a sound that he described felt like it was howling forever that's scary and once it finished doing its battle cry the two guys booked it back towards the direction of their campsite as they were running, the sting was running behind them on all fours, still yelling out as they were reaching or attempting to reach their campsite. How did it sound, bro? I How mean, did the monkey sound? It was just fucking just, just a long roar, almost. Do it. Do the roar. Hey, bro, I'll, I'll do the roar. <laughs> do the roar. roar. Hey, I'll, I'll roar. We'll, we'll, we'll put it. <laughs> roar. roar. <laughs> Imagine that shit happen. That's even more scary. <laughs> it's like, good day, mate. Rawr. <laughs> you, uh, you want some of me? Rawr. rawr. <laughs> You're dead, motherfucker. Rawr. Uh, so they're running away from this thing. This thing was on all four still. And the shit was so fast that it would change positions from running behind them to literally running aside from them. And every time it would get closer... The men would just yell back at it, but instead of scaring it off, it would continue to chase them. And after for about 300 meters, the thing eventually turned back, yelling and breaking shit as it left. So just rat at, once they got freaking running forever and shit, it just decided to eventually go back. You think the monkeys were like, hey, bro, bitch, five bucks, I scared the fuck out of these guys. Probably. You're not down. Either that or because it was three, I was thinking it was like a fucking family. And they probably, th the the third one probably thought like they're just fucking with them or something. And they wanted to go protect them and fuck them up. That's what I, I mean. Assume. It sounds like he had the chance to fuck him up. He's running so fast and running next to him. Like, hey, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so apparently there's, from, from this YouTube channel, there's a lot of other encounters with the Yaoi as well. But this was one that... They recently started seeing a surge of encounters in this location in Fraser Island. But if you want to see a good day, mate, fucking Bigfoot, Fraser Island's your spot. Fraser Island is Dude. also famous because that's where they filmed the show Fraser. <laughs> Beat me too, asshole. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was like, do they watch Fraser there? <laughs> Are you a Fraser fan? I don't even know what that is, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. The Palatine, also known as Princess Augusta, left its New England ports with 340 passengers on December 15, 1738. She started her journey to New England with German natives leaving Waterdam to start a new life in the colonies. Unfortunately for everyone on board, almost 200 of the 300 German passengers on board died. What the fuck? Due to sickness and disease. Damn. With a lack of water being a huge reason why oh. 200 <laughs> of the 300 passengers died. <laughs> that makes sense. And a major cause for many of the deaths aboard the Palatine. Including that of the Captain Long and half of his crew. Only miles from reaching their destination, Captain Andrew Brooke, who was the first mate who took control after the death of the original captain, mm. he decided to drop anchor. 
The ship was a mess by this point. It was not only three months late to, to, to fr from its destination. Oh, my gosh. Because it was pushed off course. Oh, my gosh. But it was also badly damaged and leaking. So he's like, all right, we need to port we need to drop anchor and try to do try to fix because we can't we can't fuck with these waves we need to start plugging these holes we need yeah. to start doing something right so they fixed what they could they mickey mouse whatever they could and then when they got ready to set sail again a heavy windstorm hit the palatine and with it came rough tides more tides started fucking up the palatine Damn. So beating up against the ship, they decided it was best to cut the third mast from the bow to try and alleviate some stress. We're like, all right, we're just taking too much damage. The ship is too heavy. We got to do some shit. So they started doing a button. Just tried, again, more Mickey Mouse work, more Mickey Mouse work, right? And just when they thought things couldn't couldn't get any worse, bam, a blizzard quickly Oh, my gosh. One so strong that the captain could not steer the ship safely. He could not, he, no matter what he could do, the, the wind, the blizzard was controlling the ship. Well, that explains the off course. Why so, they were fucking three months late. <laughs> so he tried his luck and tried to aim the ship between Block Island, Rhode Island, and Long Island, right? Mm. So, so it's like a little port where you could just... Right, right, right. With almost no sight, the captain managed to ground the ship at Sandy Point, the most northern tip of Block Island. Unfortunately for the passengers aboard, a member of the crew presented himself as a captain and was not allowing anybody off the Palatine. He was trying, guys, we're good. Nobody get off the ship. We're good. We did this on purpose. Just stay still. We're going to go, you know, we're going to be on our move again. And the real captain was working to free the ship and to get it back on the water, which he did. He managed to get it off the water and get, to get it sailing again. But unfortunately for the Palatine, it was abandoned shortly right after because as soon as he set it free, he steered straight into some rocks. Oh, my God. Destroying the, completely destroying the ship. Captain and his crew decided it's time to go. Jump ship. And they did. And the captain and the seven men rode their asses to shore and left everyone on board of the Palatine to fend for themselves. Damn. So there's still people alive. Yeah, like, like 100 people alive. Holy shit. <laughs> right. All right. Well, so lo luckily for the passengers, luckily for them, the locals uh, of the local island, yeah. they were furious at what the captain and his crew did. And they forced the captain to go back and help the passengers get off safely with their belongings. So the locals are like, oh, shit. Yeah, come on. Dude, yeah, get on board. And the yeah. captain's like, all right, yeah, cool, because there's 100 more people over there. We didn't we were going to make it. They're like, what the? F get your ass back. You'll bring them yeah. back. Like, oh. They're like, shame, shame, shame. Boo <laughs> this, man. Boo. So, the while, so they got everyone off the boat. Unfortunately, 20 more passengers died, and they were, and they were buried on Block Island. The locals... They were very gracious with the surviving passengers and tended to them, but they were side-eyeing the captain and his crew the whole time. The locals, they're like, "Yeah, here you go." And they just kept like, pussy. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> relax. So they kept, you know, they kept side-eyeing the captain and his crew for running the ships onto the rocks to cover up his neglect of the ship, and because of the abuse the passengers went through in the hands of the captain. Mm. 
So that's one side of the story. Oh, Uh-oh. but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. It's a curse. There is a more sinister, malicious, and dare I say, haunting version of the story. Uh oh. Oh yeah. So this version of the story doesn't place the captain of the Palatine at fault for the wreck, but rather it puts the blame on the residents of Block Island. So there are quite a few people that believe the residents of the local island of Block Island actually lured the Palatine onto its rocky shores by using lanterns as fake beacons during the middle of the snowstorm to confuse the captain. You know, because they would put lights on where you could like, oh, here's where you here's where you port the boat, whatever. And they did it on the rocky shores to confuse the captain and just go and crash. Oh, shit. And I mean, it's not hard to believe that they would do such a thing, especially having a reputation for doing such a thing. Oh, shit. They were known for looting wrecked ships. And it's not a stretch to think or even suggest that on an occasion, they would help these wrecks occur. So this version of the story goes that as soon as the Palatine hit the shore, the locals raided the ship, murdered some of the vi- some of the passengers, what? and bullied the rest of them. Like literally bully, like just slapping people. Like shut up, shut up, just bullying innocent passengers. Oh my god! Imagine you just been on. Please you, help! Yeah, I'm thirsty. I'm shut up! Oh my god! Shut up! All right, just give me some water. Shut up! <laughs> they looted the ships, taking almost everything that was not bolted down. And when they were finally finished with the ship, they said adios and set the Palatine on fire with the passengers and crew on oh, board. Shit. Which is what the poem you heard at the beginning of the episode, it describes the events of this version of the Palatine story. Oh. So legend has it that every year, the residents of Block Island are able to see the Palatine appearing from out of the mist. A blaze heading for shore. A ghostly woman's wails of horror and pain are heard until the Palatine disappears from sight. It is said that those unlucky to see the blazing ship, they feel an unbearable suffering. They feel a guilt. One that mirrors the suffering of the wailing woman atop of the blazing Palatine and the guilt of some of the locals that didn't participate with the raiding. Of the original Palatine, but uh-huh. it didn't do anything to stop it. Oh. So if you see the if today if you go visit and you see it, uh-huh. you start feeling these, these unbearable emotions. Regardless of the exact cause of the Palatine's demise, it no doubt left a mark on the area. If foul play, either by the captain or the locals, it provides more reason to believe a haunting of this sort would take place. So here's a fair warning to those crazy enough to go to Block Island. Don't blame us when you look out the window of your B&B one night and you see a flaming ship lighting up the sky, keeping the memory alive of those who tragically perished on the Palatine. So if you ever find yourself in San Diego, go check out this hotel right off the beach of Coronado, simply called Hotel del Coronado. It's right off the shoreline and it has a really amazing architectural design that is reflective of that of the Winchester house. So if you're not familiar with the Winchester house, big old fucking house, a bunch of random fucking rooms, and it kind of has that sort of architecture. I love random rooms. Don't you love random rooms? 
Yeah, fucking room that leads up to a wall. A wall. A wall. <laughs> Don't you like, like walls? Or stairs that lead up to a wall. Stairs that lead to a window that leads to a wall. Or stairs that lead to a door that leads to the complete or a, straight up drop. Or a window that opens to some stairs that, that lead to a door. And in the door, there's only one toilet. Imagine telling someone to build that shit for you. And they have to say yes. We never actually covered the Winchester house, huh? Have we? Uh, we we brought it up. It. And we mentioned it, but we, we haven't done it. a full-on so episode of it. Episode on it. Right. Yeah. yeah, should be dope because uh, I have first-hand encounters with. Bro, we should house. go do it. It's not that far. It's not San Jose. Uh, that's pretty far. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of down to take a fucking weekend. Just go do it. Yeah, rent rent an Airbnb, Airbnb, and just yep. fucking take our equipment and just do the episode right after. I would recommend if you do what we did. We, we rented a. A, a room day. inside the house? Nah, I wish. Damn. I wish. And, you can, though. An extended stay. Yeah, it would be fucking dope. And we went, we rented one that was super close to it. That shit was ghetto as fuck. What's San Jose? That's all ghetto. Well, it, was, it was in downtown. Not knowing that it was in downtown. Downtown, in uptown. San Jose, ghetto. Yeah, it is. If you're listening dope. and you're in San Jose. <laughs> you ghetto. I pray, I, pr- I pray that you get your money up and you get out of there. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's bad over there. And if you ever remember from our previous episode about haunted houses, because we did talk about it, definitely know about the haunting that goes around there. Now, sharing these similarities, Hotel del Coronel is also no stranger to the paranormal. Long ago in 1892, a guest by the name of Kate Morgan checked in, but never checked Checked out. out. The story goes that Kate was having some marital issues with her husband. And apparently was deserted by her husband on the way to the hotel. So Kate said, fuck this guy. I'll find another man and when I get to this hotel. But after five days of searching for a lover, with no success, Kate took her own life via self-inflicted gunshot wound. Hey man, her, hus- her husband, he dodged the, he saw the crazy. Bro, This she's so dramatic. She's like, I'm going to marry someone in five days. Oh, I didn't? Boom. Gone. And they found her body like in the in the bottom steps of the hotel towards was, the beach. I bet she was still f- all dramatic on the floor. <gasps> the way she died. Fucking hand over her forehead. Shit. <laughs> <gasps> well, there's a there's a uh, like a famous suicide. Did can we talk about it? The beautiful suicide. I talked about it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the one that the that, lady that fell and she, she jumped off. She's all but blessed. like there's like she was no, dressed up. Nothing freaking burst. Nothing. Nada. No wrinkle. Nothing. Everything. Her hair is still. Well, yeah, because she landed. What is it? In a car? Or she something? landed on a car. Right. And yeah. it's just she looked like she got fucking mummified. Yeah, she looked. She was posing for a picture. Yeah. yeah. But she was just like that know, is crazy. That yeah. is crazy. Now, 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 do you think her searching for a lover was like, I need a man, man, like husband. Or it's like I'm no, trying to get dick down. No, right. uh, I think it's one of those like I don't need you anyways. Watch, I can replace you like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she did not. She, she nope. Did not. not work out her in her favor. Did she? T- did she take a bullet to the head? I don't know. They just said that she killed herself with the with a gunshot wound. All right, so most, more than likely, probably. So the only thing she replaced was the fucking wall with her goddamn brain splatter. Oh, she was outside. God damn, I'll just hurry the... Man, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> so those who stayed in the hotel are no stranger to ghostly encounters. 
especially if you're on the third floor where it was believed where Kate stayed in. Hotel guests have had instances where the uh, objects have been thrown across the room, lights and TVs have been flickering for no apparent reason, and of course, the encounters with the ghostly figure of a lady in all black dress that is laced. I thought you were going to say, guests of the hotel look out the window, they see this lady just blow her brains out on the <laughs> beach. Boom! Bam. When they go up, when they go down to check on her, gone. gone. Hey, that'll be fucking sick. That'll be scary. Dude, that Shit. Would fuck scary. Me. Dude, that will fuck with me so bad. Dude. Imagine every. What the fuck? The tide. The tide must have taken her. <laughs> no. Damn. Imagine you run over to the fucking hotel managers. You tell them what you just saw. They're like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Just cake." He's he's just chilling. He's Silly like, cake. He's like, "Mm-hmm." She's wearing a black dress. Mm-hmm. Twelve gauge. Just go. We got it. Don't worry about it. We know about it. We've been hearing about <laughs> you're it. You're just like, what? Yeah, she does this five times a day. Oh, yeah, so. What? Oh, someone, someone just killed themselves. I think the one of the desk. Someone just killed themselves. The guy behind the desk, he just points at a sign behind the desk. Caddy Mark? <laughs> no, <it's> just, <laughs> no, no, it's just a sign that says, uh, the sign that says, if you're here to talk, if you're here to tell us about the lady that blew herself, that she's not real, she's a ghost, please just enjoy your stay. Thank you. <laughs> take, a, take a complimentary towel for your troubles. <laughs> He just re- he just he's just on TikTok. He's just like points at the sign. He doesn't even talk. He just points. <laughs> he just points at the sign. Damn. And they gives you a complimentary towel. Dude, and they they advertise this place so well because it looks so nice. Oh, does it look nice? Yeah, like it. It has that 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 the the, the way that the building looks. It almost looks like a giant gazebo. Bro, we should go do that too. And that was closer. <laughs> it's closer. It's and, closer. And I work, you know, I work for Stone and Stone. We we have Coronado. Yeah. Ronaldo makes beer. Yeah. I can get you guys like fucking probably like 50% see, see, off. T- tell them, I don't want to get the freaking, the, the fucking free beer. I want the free hotel. I want to see a lady. I came here because I was promised a ghost lady <laughs> blowing her brains out in the beach. And the front desk dude pointing at a sign. Where is my goddamn <laughs> complimentary towel? <laughs> now, you got to tell them this though. Make sure. That we book or request for room 3327. Because if you're interested in keeping Cape company, that's where you'll find her. Oh, I'll keep her company all night. You're going to blow her brains out? I'm going to blow her back out, son. Fucking murder. At the beach. Hell yeah. All right. Thanks, Ross. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Murder at the beach, bro. That's Murder it. at the beast. That's all you need to know. Yeah, which which is true. We're oh, gonna, that, uh, that yeah, happened. True. Yeah, oh, this, shit. This, this right. Yeah, Imperial true, Beach man. happens all the time. Oh, my beach. God. <laughs> <laughs> beach, butt plugs. Well, oh, what? <laughs> uh, Singapore. We're going now to Changi Beach in Singapore. Changi. And this has a very chilling and horrific true history behind this beach. Chilling Changi. And it all leads to World War II. Oh, the Japanese shit. and the Chinese. And there was always a continuous battle that involved torture, mutilation, and murder on both POWs, on both civilian captives. Mass executions of the Chinese were held shortly after they rose their white flags surrendering. And oh boy, that was not good for them. Damn. The Chang'e Beach was one of the, one of the locations where most of these atrocities occurred. So that's the background behind... Well, the hauntings of this beach. Um, just like you said earlier, um, murders, suicides, 
all these energies will stay where the air oh, all this will stay in the area where these um, things happen and thousands of people were murdered at this beach Bro, and I can see why horrible death yeah yeah, yeah. one that we're gonna learn soon because I'm almost done scripting Nanking massacre Damn. and that's where this kind of this this literally takes place during the Nanking the whole Nanking was Nan King is the focal point of what we're gonna do, right? But when the Japanese invaded the China, China it's it's horrible, like serial monster. It's like they're monsters. Not yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't you. They were doing things that you would never think a human would do on, on another human. Like it was like. Not to cut you off, but like one of the things they would do is that they find a Chinese newborn baby. Yeah. They would fucking crucify him on the wall with knives alive. They just pick it up, but just leave him on the fucking wall with Damn. knives. Like just horrible. Like shit, shit, demon. That, shit that everyone else would be like, yeah, wait. Bro, it got, they were so brutal that the Nazis were like, bro, chill. They were whoa. like, yo, relax. <laughs> what are you doing? Relax. Hitler's like, whoa. Mangala, Mangala was Mangala was like, yo, y'all need y'all need to relax. <laughs> Chill out. Stalin was like, whoa. Stalin's like, yo, you guys are fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Take a load of this fucking guy. Man, we're commies, dude. Fuck. Damn, brother. I just I just starved the whole, my whole country. You're over here fucking stabbing babies? Crucifying babies? Horrible stuff. Horrible stuff. But all right, continue. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the background behind. Oh, yeah. Prefix. Beach. Prefix yeah, to yeah, what yeah, my brother's yeah, saying. Yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to what's going on. Um, and um, and there's been countless reports of visitors to the beach experiencing these strange, unexplained sounds. Oh, I thought uh, you were like exper- experiencing what they experienced. Like you go to the beach, he feel like oh, oh shit. The second step on the sands, bro. Step. The thing is, just riddled with bullets. <laughs> but the worst part is, there's no end. They died. You did it. You keep feeling. Until you leave the beach. Until you leave the beach. Until you, until you leave Imperial Beach. Which <laughs> step on? You just like fuck. Anyway, um, yeah. So these are the typical descriptions uh, that most people will um, experience experience during the beach so they'll experience uh, weeping wailing screaming of crying out for help that they would hear that they would that they will hear that they will hear um, there have also been phantom sounds of gunshots echoing across the empty stretches of the sand man you just walking so <gasps> crying what the yeah, fuck yeah gunshots screaming people pleading for help um and to top that off, there's this all sounds, right? But there's also visuals of this phenomenon, what most people would see. And some have said um, they've seen puddles of blood, right? Form and pull on moxie greens of the sand that covered the Changi Beach, so everywhere. Walking around the beach, you'll just see, you hear the gunshots, you hear the, the screaming, right? Those tend to linger a little more, but... They say once you see the visuals, right? You see it, and in an instant, it'll go away. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you're turning your head, and you see it. And when you do a double take, it's gone. Yeah. So these appear without any source. It's just out of the blue. You see it, 
and they tend to disappear quickly after being spotted. In addition, blood stains along the beach, everywhere. Many have also claimed to spot bizarre apparitions that seem fitting to the circumstances of the massacre. So um, some people have claimed to witness the heads of Chinese men either oh, bobbing shit. aimlessly in the water or even flying at speed across the shoreline. Yeah, the, the how many decapitations and how many the Japanese. I'm a. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah. That when they would go from Chinese city to city, they would uh the, the depending on the troop that you were in. Right. The captains would have a decapitation contest. See who see who could decapitate more Chinese civilians by the time you got to the other city. Oh and, shit. And the new rookies, the new soldiers, what they would do is they would keep the heads as trophies. And this is on the beach and on the shore. Um, they also did executions there on boats. They'll throw them into the water for them to drown or they throw them to give them false hope. And then they just blasted them away. Um, so headless bodies have also been spotted by some walking the same stretch of the shoreline. How's this beach still open, bro? How, how are you how are you gonna close the ocean? It's fucking bare. Oh wait, hold on. You mean access to the yeah, shore. Access, oh. yeah. How are you gonna close, <laughs> close the ocean? No ocean allowed. <laughs> Sorry, ocean's closed today. <laughs> ocean's closed. All these visuals and apparitions was more likely because of this is where the executions the they were executed upon. You know, on the beach, bro. They were. Sure. There were so the Japanese were so outnumbered, and they they, they still brutalized the Chinese, bro. Some sometimes they were outnumbered one to like ninety, dial. But it was one soldier versus ninety civilians. Right. A lot oh, of the, okay. So it's like a lot of civilians, like Japanese. Well, so, what do you have to defend yourself? Yeah, but like Japanese soldiers said, like if they would have retaliated even a little bit. We, we would have had to retreat because we would have gotten fucked. Right, right. But because they didn't, it made everything so easy. The Japanese, the Chinese, they gave up so easily. And I'm only speaking in Nanking. I'm not talking about anywhere else. They they were so, they did not want to fight. They did not fight at all. That The Japanese were able to line up thousands of Chinese civilians up on shores, up on the edge of rivers. And give a sword to what to a Chinese person, mm. and you would decapitate the person in front of you. Throw their push the body, push the body off into the river. Uh -huh. Turn around, give the person behind you the sword, and then you would get decapitated. And that's how they would get rid of most of these bodies because there was just too many Chinese civilians. There were not enough Japanese soldiers to be decapitating. Right. So we're just like, yeah. So it was just like ten soldiers with. Fucking guns looking over them like, all right, come on. Come on. Decapitate yourselves. They got to do it fast. Got to do it fast. What? Push. Pass it back. What? Push. Like, bro, it was fucking wild. This is nuts. That's the uh, haunting stories and experiences people experience here at Changi Beach. I never want to go to the Singapore. beach. Fuck that. Yeah. Last but not least, we're going to be talking about the whole state because it's practically one large beach with hauntings all over it and i'm talking about hawaii so of course besides having such a rich culture 
and known for its beautiful resorts and beaches, this vacation destination also has a spooky side as well. And one of the popular hauntings in the islands have been that of what's called the Night Marchers, or also known as the Uwaka Epo. And the Night Marchers are said to be the spirits of ancient warriors who are en route to a battle. And they march with purpose, carrying light torches and chanting. Some of who have heard the sound of conch shells being blown as well as rhythmic drumming played in the background. It's extremely important that you never look into the eyes of a night marcher and walk towards a line of torches marching along. It is said that if you happen to encounter these night marchers after sunset, you are to run immediately away from their path or else be speared by the warriors and forever join them in the afterlife of roaming through the beaches along with the army. That's scary as fuck. Imagine. Especially, especially if it was like an army full of like the people that look like the Rock and the Roman Reigns and mm-hmm. Rikishi. Like, God mm-hmm. damn. Mm-hmm. And it's said that if you happen to find it impossible to flee the night marchers, that you have to cover your head, close your eyes shut, and chant the lineage and pray that an ancestor walks among them to speak on your behalf. Yo, cho, 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 cho. This guy, he's all right. He's, he's okay. He's That's your me. boy? He's with That's me. your boy? He's with me. That's your great, 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 All right, you're good. But if you have no idea of your lineage or don't have one. You're getting the people's elbow on your stupid ass. You must strip naked. And lay on your back or rub piss on yourself so the army finds you repulsive and has pity on you. I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to get me naked. It's like, fuck me. I ain't, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you, ain't, hands, you, ain't, you ain't blowing my back outside. <laughs> I'm rubbing piss all over myself. <laughs> fuck you. You're going to want this? You got to work for it, son. <laughs> get the fuck out of uh. here. The whole army's like... I won't do nothing to you if you strip naked. Lay your back. <laughs> and lay in a very vulnerable state. <laughs> Fuck you. You got to work for this shit. Yeah. But yeah, the only time they, they obviously see these people or the army is at night. That's all they say. And you usually see like a bunch of like little bulbs of light. Which is the lantern. Which is the, the, the freaking torches. And if you hear conch shells and people chanting and drums playing in the background. Then you know it's the fucking night right. marchers and you want to get the fuck out of there. You better strip naked. Do you know anybody in my lineage? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter about your lineage. You get fucking speared. Hey. He's like, shit. damn. He's, he's, like, he's like, do you smell that? Smell what? Do you smell? <laughs> <laughs> now get naked. Now get naked. Now get naked. Y'all do the people's eyebrow. <laughs> A whole army doing that? Just every they all turn around doing the people. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I ain't like naked. Fuck you. You gotta work for this. I'm pissing. <laughs> I'm pissing all over myself. <laughs> Shit. I've, I'm always a fan of talking about spooky topics, which is why I wanted to do this episode. I thought it was fun. Yeah, spookies. Yeah. Um. So, a few announcements. One of the announcements is. We are now going to be a bi-weekly podcast because I feel that's where we're going to be able to, to 
be more consistent with our episodes. more consistent with our episodes. Yes, sir. But if you guys are, you know, if you guys, you know, are are willing, uh, I started another podcast with Lewis and another and one of my cousins. It's called the Tome of Monsters podcast, where we literally break down a monster of the week. Each episode is a monster of the week episode, and we break it down for you guys from its inception to its. Um, to its uh, like its inspiration, what they thought of lore behind it, and it's all movie movie monsters. Uh, gate, like, as long as it's a monster, we're, we're so, recovering it. And um, if you guys go right now, check it out. We have two episodes out already. We have episode zero and then episode one. Episode one is we break down uh, the 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 fucking vampire from Nosferatu. Hell yeah! So our first episode is the Nosferatu episode. So go and check it. That's our first monster episode, episode zero. It's me. You guys get to know all three of us. You know, check that out. So that's how we're going to be moving forward. It's one week, the weird history. The next week, Tome of Monsters. Next week, weird history. And that's what the schedule is hoping to look like. We have episodes in um, in the chamber already, so there's going to be no no lack of episodes moving forward. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. So Because I know some people are like, oh, when's, when's an episode coming out? Just wanted to let you guys know. Every Wednesday... Everyone is going to be a new episode, whether it's the Tome of Monsters or it's the Weird History Retails podcast. Hell yeah. Both podcasts, we're all friends. We, we all fucking know each other. So what I'm hoping for is maybe next time we have a roundtable, it'll be podcast versus podcast. Oh, crossover? Hell yeah. You know, it's going to be like when the Power Rangers met up with the Ninja Turtles. Hey, all the Red Rangers unite? Yeah. 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 It just won't be that iconic. Yeah. Nowhere near. <laughs> Nowhere near. Nowhere near. You're like, this is disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, hmm, that's a horrible comparison because, uh, yeah. Yeah, so if you guys want, go to the episode show notes. There's a link to the other podcast. Uh, again, the Tome of Monsters podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Tome of Monsters pod. Hell yeah. You know, we'll, we're going to cross promote. We're, you know, it's not, we're not replacing one podcast with another. It's nothing like that. It's just, you know, just different, you know, just different topics, you yeah. know, just, just different topics. And it's just giving you guys, you know, more nonsense to ignore. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Woo, that hurt me. Gosh. Why are we doing this, bro? I, know, I, I asked know, that the last episode we did. Fuck, <laughs> fucking I've been asking that for the past seven fucking years. Seven years. What the fuck are we doing? Seven years. Seven years. It fucking ghosts me too, bro. Fuck. Yeah, now, now I feel like listening to Salesman. Taking on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you guys. Um, again, add us on Instagram, Weird History Eerie Tales Pod. Um, and if you guys want to know more about, if you guys were a fan of this episode, and you guys want to know more about haunted ships, haunted whatever, uh, my source for today is called Hauntings at Sea: Real Haunted Ships, Boats, Oceans, and Beaches by Zachary Knowles. I'm going to put that link, I'm going to put the Amazon link on the show notes so you guys want to pick it up. It's a cool little book. It's probably what, like, maybe it's not, it's not even 100 pages but it's a bunch of cases. Each case is like three, four pages. Just a good little read for you to have in your backpack next time you're in an Uber and you don't want to listen to somebody or you go to church. You know, whatever you <laughs> want to do. You know, Definitely just, in church. Just take it and it's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun book and you guys will be able to learn about some of the things we talked about and, so, and a lot more shifts that we didn't get to talk about today. But thank you guys, and as always, if nobody has anything else to add, we are the Weird History Here Retails Pod. Yeah, Merck's son. (laughs) 